When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Welcome in. Uh, second half of the show is live. So many things are, are happening, and we appreciate all of you uh, being here. We, we started the show with some very sad news that we want to... Uh, revisit and that is the death of one of the all-time legends in Auburn and SEC history, Terry Beasley, number 88, part of the, one of the most famous tandems in the conference's uh, storied history, uh, Sullivan to Beasley. The first half of that was Pat Sullivan, who won the Heisman Trophy in 1971, and his favorite target, Terry Beasley, who uh, we learned late last night, early this morning, uh, has passed away. Uh, no easy way to talk about uh, a subject like this, but we, we have invited Gene Sullivan on the program, uh, who was Pat Sullivan's wife and uh, obviously uh, was at Auburn uh, during this incredibly special time in the, in the school's history. Gene, thank you very, very much uh, for, for for being with us. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I hate to talk to you. It seems like I saw you a year or two ago at, at a funeral, and it seems like we're always talking about things like this, but it's, it's so great to have you on. Good afternoon. Right. Well, thank you for having me, Paul. And uh, Terry was a, a special guy and person and a special player. Um, he and Pat had a unique relationship, and uh, it went on for many, many years. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen those pictures, and, and I, I mean, I know it, it's just I can't help but look at uh, you and Pat uh, and, and Terry Beasley, and and I know that uh, life marches on, and we all uh, deal with things as I know you have, uh, having uh, loved and admired Pat Sullivan like like so many other people. But just take us back to that that idyllic time at Auburn when. Uh, when those two, uh, Terry and, and Pat, were uh, the focus of literally everyone's attention and, and admiration. Well, it started when they played in the high school all-star game in 68. Uh, Terry called Pat and, uh, to see if he could come to Birmingham and work out with him a little bit and try to work on their uh, throwing and uh, passing. And uh, that's when it all started. And then they had a great college uh, high school all-star game. And had a great freshman year, and it just built. He said Terry was just ahead of his time. He just had the speed. He could catch. He could just uh, instinctively, and they had a great relationship. Yeah, and but Gene, was that when uh, were, were freshmen ineligible back then? I'm trying to remember. Right, they had a freshman team. Right. Okay. They, they played maybe some team. six games. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, I said that must have been some freshman team with, with Pat and Terry yeah, on it. Yeah, it was. It was and they did well, and they played well together. And then, gosh, when they opened up as sophomores, and uh, they just exploded. They just, Terry kind of instinctively knew where to go and to hold his hands up and 
catch the ball right over his head almost without looking where it was coming from. Um, it was a, it was a great thing to see. And uh, I mean, the quarterback is always uh, the last word on everything. That's that's been well established. But what what was their relationship like? Because he, uh, by the way, Pat had other good. I, I've run into them over the years. He, that team was loaded oh, with with great players. He did. He had Alvin Bressler, Dick Small. Right. Um, you know, just lots of receivers, and but and and they all they were all used. But a lot of times they keyed on Terry so he could throw to others. But um, Terry always seemed to kind of get in the open. He was faster than everybody else. Um, so he he played. They played well together. Gene, I, I, I've always been reminded by so many people, uh, including uh, your, your late husband, who was such a dear person, um, about the night. Uh, everyone talks about the Heisman these days, and we watch that ceremony on that Saturday night, but it was a little bit different in, in 1971, wasn't it? It was. It was announced on TV, and uh, at the time, the TV, the cable went down, and the apartments were well, but, but, and Gene, wasn't it on a Thursday night uh, between... Uh, it was Thanksgiving. Right, right, okay. Thanksgiving night, it was. Uh, Terry and Joanne uh, Beasley were married, as we were married during our college years. So um, everybody got together, and we watched it on TV. Just really a few of us watched it, and then when it was announced that he won, we went over to the Coliseum and... Terry was there and all the other team mates and uh, just everybody exploded. It was just real exciting. And that's, you know, sad that it's not like that now because it was very special to share all this because Pat knew that he wouldn't have gotten it with all those, without all those teammates. Um, and Terry was a tremendous part of that. Yeah, no, uh, Pat told me many times uh, that because uh, uh, I mean, he, I don't need to tell you since he was your husband, but I mean, he was uh, Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley as well. were were both very humble people. And every time I tried to ask him about the Heisman, he gave he named every teammate he had. Uh, Terry, number one. <laughs> right. Right. He did. And of course, you know, he said if he could share it with everybody and let them keep it at their house, he would love for them to do that, too. So, um Yes, he, he knew that everybody else deserved a big part of it. We're talking to Gene Sullivan uh, about uh, the death today, of, uh, the announced today of, of Terry Beasley, uh, one of the all-time greats. Gene, um, I know Pat uh, had so many battles, uh, you know, with cancer and, and, and other, and other uh, issues, that, 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 as Terry did, but it, it just uh, it, it just seems so sad uh, with, with Terry's battles and you know, back then football was different uh, there were there were right. con concussions happened and, and players kept playing uh, right. I, I know and, that's something very Terry, dear to you yeah Terry had issues really from the 80s even you know from concussions and different health issues um, Pat's issues with throat cancer and then we later found out concussion issues and CTE um, you know Terry was able to get part be part of the eighty eight plan because his uh, were so his issues came on so strong and he had such health problems for so many years. Um, and when I Pat donated his brain in two thousand eight nineteen when he passed away, and Pat was found to have stage four, excuse me, stage three CTE, mm. and um, 
In fact, I'm going to Las Vegas tonight to uh, a concussion legacy conference that is regarding CTE. Um, so it's kind of apropos it. And I talked with Terry's wife last night, and uh, they wanted to donate his brain. I didn't ask. She just said, Terry and I talked about it, and we want to do brain research. We want to make sure and see this. If he had CTE, and um, he suffered for a very long time. And, 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 and Gene, listen, I mean, I, I, it shouldn't be awkward, but it is awkward to talk about these things. But I know how, how passionate you are and, and Terry's family. Uh, where are we? And, and I know there's no, there's no easy solution, but, but I think because there's so much attention on this now, especially in the NFL and, and with Terry right. having battled it. Uh, what, what, what are you hearing from the experts? Well, this is why I'm, my son and my grandson are going out with me um, tonight. And they'll have a three-day conference, and I want them to learn more about it. I want to learn more about it. But the biggest thing right now also is brain donations, because without the brain donations from our loved ones, they can't find a cure. And they, they want to be able to diagnose it in the living rather than after someone's passed away and find medications maybe that can slow the progression of the disease down. Uh, and that's what they're working on. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I, uh, I could talk about Pat Sullivan all day, but I want to make sure we, we close <laughs> here on Terry because I knew Terry, uh, spent a lot of time with him early on, but uh, as everyone uh, who, who knew and loved him, I mean, he... He had he had issues and, and, and everyone pulled for him for so many right. years. And, and sadly, it, it ended yesterday. But uh, when you think right. back to those times of, of, of your late husband and, and his most famous receiver, I'm, I'm just curious uh, what well, I know I, we're I going back. I think back to happy times. And they yeah. always, even if they didn't see each other for years, when they got back together, they, they, they took off right where they left off. <laughs> Um, we saw Terry probably spring of 2019, um, had some pictures made with, with Pat and Terry together, and um, they were just as close as they ever were. So, but we were, you know, we had great relationships while we were in college, um, and he was just a very good friend. Well, Gene, please uh, send our very best to that family and, 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 and every Auburn fan, as you know, uh, when, when someone like Pat or, or Terry uh, departs, it, it, is a, it is a hole in everyone's heart. And I just appreciate right. very much you coming on and sharing your, your thoughts about Terry Beasley tonight. Yes, and thank you. And I've gotten so many pictures today of fans that have sent of Pat and Terry together. I had a video sent from Bob Hope, Look All American video where they were on that together and uh it's been fun to reminisce about that well best to you as well and uh, uh i hope to see you one day when we're reflecting on, on happier times but which we are in a way but uh, it is still right. sad and everyone has a heavy yeah. heart uh, all the best with your well, trip to las vegas and and thank you so much for coming on thank you paul certainly appreciate it very well uh, gene sullivan uh, joining us uh, i want to thank my uh old uh, original partner, Bob Lockamy, who, who has been friends with Gene Sullivan since uh, probably high school um, for uh, helping to facilitate uh, that conversation, which uh, I know everyone appreciated. We'll take a short break and we are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.
Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back as we continue here. A lot happening on a busy... Thursday afternoon. Steve is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Steve. Hey, Paul. That was a wonderful segment. Uh, Thank you. I had a lump in my throat there, and uh, hearts out to uh, Auburn Nation. That was uh, I'm old enough to remember him as a uh, as a player. That's tough. But um, hey, just to why I called, which is certainly a lot less important. Uh, comment and a question. Just a, a comment about Tennessee. I think whatever this, whatever comes out, um, I've never had more confidence in at least 20 years of our president, athletic director, and chancellor in terms of their alignment. There has been just a staggering amount of dysfunction and incompetence up there, which saddens me to say, but I'm very confident in the three people that are there. So whatever they're doing, and I don't know what they're doing, but I've got comp- more confidence in those three individuals and i've had it anybody in tennessee's administration in a long time but here's my question uh paul you said a couple segments ago that the people whose voices matter have not weighed in yet and my question to you is isn't greg sankey one of those voices and uh where do you when do you expect him to say anything if he does well yeah i mean he is the most influential voice in in college athletics and i can't uh, really give you an answer. Um, I suspect he will, and uh, I think it's also safe to assume, and assuming, assuming it's always difficult, but that uh, he, he was probably made aware of what uh, Tennessee has been doing, considering uh, he was with the athletic directors this week, and I'm, a, I'm also making another assumption, which would get me kicked out of journalism school, but uh, that, that the athletic director at Tennessee was in attendance. 
Well, he, he, it seemed as if he was pretty outspoken about it, about NIL this summer, as I recall, calling for Congress to step up. But just yeah, no, he, uh, like he, uh, yeah, he, he and other uh, he has spent an enormous amount of time in Washington, D.C., meeting with an endless number of people, including the, the, the Senate uh, minority leader and uh, many other uh, people that, that truly matter. Uh, and He's been to the White House. I mean, he's been everywhere that uh, you can possibly go. And he's been very optimistic that something would change uh, at some point. Now, I think everybody knows what the calendar says. And uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think anybody was expecting uh, the Mideast to become a powder keg. And, and that, that has the attention, uh, along with uh, Ukraine and the border, of, of everyone in that Capitol building. Hey, thank you very, very much for the call. Appreciate it. Beck is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Beck. Hello. Hey, Are Beck. Is this Beck the uh, the entertainer or oh, Beck the caller? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, Beck. Well, uh, what do you think about Kalen the Bower? You think he's going to be worth a damn or what? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're talking about one of the top coaches in the country. So, yeah, I think he'll be worth uh, more than that. Yeah, I damn sure hope so, man. I'm a diehard Bama fan. Till the day I die. Hey, hey, uh, hey Beck, I mean, with what Alabama has to offer, I think the two of us could go nine and three there. Sure. Randy. Nine going. and three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, talking about the min- three? I'm, I'm talking about the minimum. I mean, three, Randy, three, four, Beck, and Paul – could probably coach them to a nine and three record. I think a, a coach that just played for the national championship could probably elevate that. You think we're beating Auburn this year or what? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I do too. Roll yeah. Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And what RTR. About RTR. RTR. Woo. Tide for life. That's Vol for life, isn't it? VFL. I'm sorry. I got the. I keep getting my my teams confused. I have so many. Michael is up next. Uh, hey, Michael. Hey, hey, Paul. Yes, yes. Good afternoon. Hey, sir. I've been waiting for a while. This is, uh, thank you for taking my call. I just want to see how you're doing and uh, what do you think about retiring and what you're going to do when you retire. I, you know, I don't know. I, I must have missed the announcement today <laughs> that that I was finished. Um, I know but, you've heard that several times today, but I like to right, go ahead and ask that. Would, would, I want to ask you another question. Go ahead, sir. Michael, are you still working? Or are you? Are, do you have a job? Are, are you employed? I, I'm, I'm retired. I'm retired. Okay, yes, I want to sir. ask you a question. Uh, when you made the, when you when you moved on from your job, uh, what? Tell me about it. I mean, did you make the decisions then, or did somebody else? In your family, um, I mean, like your wife or your kids, or actually. Uh, Actually, my mama helped me doing it. Okay. And uh, I was getting, I had some problems with my legs and stuff. Okay. But yes, sir. But thank you for asking. Well, how that. have you, uh, uh, how, are, how have you, you transitioned to, to retirement? Uh, I would find me, so I'd get me some land if I was you and, okay. uh, and work in the yard. Yeah, I, I can know, assure you, Michael, uh, and I don't want to sound like every husband in the world. But I can assure you very, very clearly that whatever I do after I, I quit working here won't be my decision. Yes, sir. 
Oh, wait. Oh, oh, okay. So, sir, you just, uh, I understand that. Yeah. I don't blame you that one thing, but I'm, 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 I'm proud for, uh, and I'm happy for Nick and Coach Saban. Yeah, I I urge anyone, Michael, and I hope you hope you're uh, hope you've had a good retirement with your yep. your, your issues. Um, yep. But uh, Saban just bought a house in Jupiter, Florida. It is uh, the first day of February. Where do you think the weather's better <laughs> on the Atlantic down in uh, southern Florida or in, in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. You know what? I, you know what I'm 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 curious about more than anything right now is what the loudest mouth on the bayou has to say today. Yeah, the weather the weather better the weather better in Baton Rouge. That where the weather at. Hey, Paul, Bob, Bob, why you stop telling um, stop lying to them people, man, by Alabama, man? Why you tell that caller, tell that young that young caller that Alabama would get their boat whooped this year? Huh? Stop lying to the people, Paul. Well, I, Bob, first Bob. of all, Dwayne, don't uh, do? I, I don't. I don't lie. Tell about they got the best coach. I don't lie no, to uh, anyone. I may to the, uh, I may mislead uh, on this show, uh, but I don't lie. A lot of coaches went to the. Uh, a lot of coaches went to the championship game. To championship hey, game hey, Dwayne, and never went uh, back. I know quite a hey, few. Dwayne, tell I know me something, quite a okay? Few went to the championship game and never went back. Kalen DeBoer yeah. made it to the playoffs. I and he won a game. What did you guys do in postseason? Who did you end up playing? We've been to the hey, we've been to the championship. Went, you played, what, who who did you guys dog. play? Wisconsin. He barely won the game. And, Dwayne, nobody and, wants to and, hear and from Nick you, okay? Saban. And with Nick, Nick, Nick Saban, we make it and win it. Now, at, at the last time we, last mile had him, Nick Saban them cried. They cried about. Alabama has played. After we beat them. Alabama has been to the playoffs how many times? Now, Two or three times since your team hey, has been hey, there. They cried one year after we beat them. We beat them nine six, and yeah. they cried. And, 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 and Dwayne, Dwayne, what happened in the rematch yeah, for the is. what happened? No what happened no in the rematch for the national no championship? They, they can't cry no more. You guys they didn't can, score hey, a Nick, point. Nick, and they're playing golf right now with Travis Scott. Now, where you tell a caller that? Nick ain't worrying, uh, Nick ain't worrying about them. He was with Travis Scott the other day. Yeah. Now, I, would, I wouldn't mind playing golf with Travis Scott. Uh, hey, and another thing, too. Why you tell them Alabama fan they had that offensive lineman giving out diseases to them women's, to them girls, huh? Huh? Why you tell them callers that? Huh? I, I apologize, Dwayne. I've missed my my spot. I missed my place here in the script. I don't know what you're talking about. But, but that Alabama before the championship game, that Alabama offensive lineman was giving them girls diseases. He got well, the well, trap. Dwayne, we've had enough of that conversation. I don't even know what he's talking about. Do you? No. Ever since, ever since, Don Staley emasculated Dwayne last week. He has been a blabbing, blithering idiot. We'll take a short break. Back with a very special guest who is retired now. We'll find out what retirement is like for the former defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. And this is the interview I've been waiting for for, for years to uh, finally get uh, a coach that left the Nick Saban tree. And, and this is a tell-all like you've never heard before. I say that jokingly. My uh, Everyone's uh, friend, Kevin Steele, who just uh, announced just right before Coach Saban uh, that he was retiring. Uh, Coach Kevin Steele, good afternoon. It's so great to – what's a man of leisure doing on a Thursday afternoon? Well, uh, I'm doing very well, Paul. Thank you. And uh, I am uh, – we made a trip to Mobile to see the grandkids. Uh, so <laughs> having, a, having a blast there. Well, it's great to have you on. And, and congratulations uh, on, on a truly extraordinary career. Uh, that uh, that this season ha- had to be uh, among your you've been part of multiple national championships, but uh, this season had to be pretty special to see uh, the, the the nuances of it and, and to see how it went. Well, it, now looking back, it's even more special because you look back and it was coach's last season, which even makes it more special. But going through the season, even spring practice and. And fall camp and kind of developing the team, it was an amazing group of guys, number one, Paul. The, the guys on the team were easy to coach. They were great guys, uh, a very good team to coach. Uh, we had some, some you know, we, we stubbed our toe early in the season, but those guys just, they kept fighting. Uh, of course, coach's process worked to a T, and I've heard numerous people say it may have been his best coaching job. I don't know that because I wasn't around for all of them. But it was uh, – I've been around for a few of them, and it was a remarkable uh, what those guys did this year. Coach, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to make this about uh, Coach Saban, but uh, you announced, I, th- I think, on a Monday that you were moving uh, and stepping away, and, and he followed suit a couple of days later. I know he was upset that you were leaving and he couldn't handle it, but seriously, <laughs> uh, what uh, – I, I mean, were there signs? Uh, a lot of people uh, believe there were, but you were closer to him than anybody. Well, I, you know, there there were things that, looking back, you kind of say, you know, if I'd have paid closer attention, I would have known. But then on the other side of it, as you well know, his process is his process, and he was actually interviewing people up to an hour before he announced his retirement. Uh, I think that was all by design in case that uh, he changed his mind. He didn't want to be three, four, five days behind. That's the way he operates. Uh, he's going to play to the last play. Uh, you've you've seen him through the years go ballistic 
up 45 to three and some third string quarterback make a mistake and it was like the game was on the line and you were going to lose uh he's he's going to play it to the last play which he did on this you you i mean everyone knows your your history uh you you, you were there you were the first person he hired uh, at Alabama in 2007 from Florida State. He had to have you for not only your coaching, but your recruiting ability. Uh, and then you went back, and, and then you went back again this year after most of us thought you were retired after your run. I, I want to say at Auburn, but you, weren't you the interim head coach at Tennessee for a couple of hours too? Uh, a few hours, a few hours. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, that's not a chapter in the book. That's a, about half the book. You, 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 you may have broken the record for being interim head coaches, though, but I'll leave that for your book. Um, but seriously, well, um, what brought you back this year? Uh, it, really, Coach Saban. It, totally. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, back in the mid-'80s. Uh, in my opinion, it's my opinion, I think he's the best that's ever done it. Um, and, and I think when, when – Pete Golding left Alabama. There were some names. In fact, I talked to Coach about them, um, and it, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. I think he was in a situation where he didn't want to retrain or bring somebody in that knew nothing about his defense, and so he asked me to do it, uh, and the rest is history. And it's, it's interesting that and – and I don't want to speak out of school here, but I, I feel like I know you – have known you a long time. And, and you, you alluded once or twice in conversations that even when you were at Auburn, if I'm getting this correctly, uh, he would still call you. I mean, you were – you had this special relationship where uh, you just put everything aside and, 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 and had conversations about things that were very important to him. Am I right? Right. right. We're, we're friends first and, like I said, have been since back the late 80s. Uh, we didn't say it then publicly. Uh, he could have said it and got away with it. I don't know that I could have, but, uh, yes, while I was at Auburn, we talked just like we normally talk. It was not about football, but, uh, we talked about other things. Talking to Kevin Steele here, uh, coach, as you reflect back on your own career, uh, so many, so many stops along the way. I mean, you, you had this incredible reputation, uh, some people told me that uh, one of the reasons you were brought back this year, even at Alabama, was because you're such a fen- fundamental football coach and the team was not tackling well, and suddenly uh, w- with your arrival, things changed. Uh, what, what, you're, you're a product of John Majors, uh, who doesn't get enough credit. I want you to go back in, in time a little bit and, and talk about uh, where, where you learned the trade and, and how you applied it for so many years at so many places. Right. Well, I, I got blessed very early in my career. I was in school with you at the University of Tennessee, and Coach Majors came in. Uh, I was not a good player at all. In fact, I, I may have been one of the best scout team players Coach ever had. And that's the, that's the guy that prepares the offense for, for what they're going to see on Saturday. You don't play. Uh, and, but uh, in starting coaching for Coach, and it's no secret, Coach it was very demanding. Uh, very strong in his fundamentals. Uh, he, he understood the game very well, but he, he was such a fundamental coach in blocking, tackling, effort to the football, uh, and, and staying focused and being relentless. All those buzzwords that coaches use, but he was relentless with it and, and very demanding with it. And so when you're a young coach and that's what you're around, uh, you, 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 you coach with your head on fire. 
trying to get those things done. And it just got deeply embedded in my, you know, however you draw up offenses and defenses. And that's changed through the years and will continue to change. But those other things, they really, if you're going to be a really good football team, those things cannot change. Coach, and, and you applied that at every stop. And you, know, you, you had so many interesting uh, stops along the way. And uh, we, we saw and heard you so often uh, when you were at Auburn and, and there was so much speculation. Uh, I mean, you were under consideration. You, you were a head coach at one time at Baylor. You've coached in the NFL. Um, I want to get to the, where, where we are in this sport right now, because you, you played at a time when uh, I'm not saying it was pure, but it was a, it's a, it's, you certainly can't say that anymore. Uh, as you as you watch the game over the years, I'm, I'm curious about your reflections on the odyssey of, of coaching players of one era to the next to obviously this year when we live we were living in the NIL era. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing, Paul, is from my perspective, when you're on the practice field, the 120 yards, 53 and a third wide, and you're on that practice field, if you coach the right way and reach them the right way, they're going to respond. So practices really aren't that much different. Now we've cut back with rules on tackling and all those kind of things, but you, you figure out a way to get it done. And then game day when the game's going on, the game is still very pure. It's a very good game. It, it's, it hasn't changed that much. But when you leave that locker room, uh, there's a lot more distractions now, a lot more. And then you add on the transport portal, which you probably spent the last several months talking about, and NIL. Uh, it's changed everything fundamentally, and I don't think anybody has a grasp of it. It's, it's uh, People say, wow, wow, West. I mean, I just left it. You can't explain it. Uh, it's hard to develop a football team. And college football is still developmental. It's not pros. They're not. They're, it's not their job. Um, and, and totally, in some ways, it is. Uh, but it, it, it's still you have to develop young men. They're they're 18 years old when they come in, and you've got to. They're going to be playing against 21 year olds on Saturday. So there's a development to it. And when you're developing guys, and then he's gone, just up and leaves. Uh, who's next? May not be ready. May not be on campus. And then you got to go find somebody, and so it's it's just it's hard to develop a, a roster um, when there's no real concrete rules. Coach, in, in in the many decades that you've gone into homes, and as as recently as a couple of weeks ago, uh, I mean, you were you were recruiting with Nick Saban and others. Uh, I mean, I, I mean to say it's changed is 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 absurd because we all know it has, but. How is someone like you uh, and, and Coach Saban, for that matter, because he's he's a, a couple of years older than you? Uh, I mean, I, I know I know you have to adapt, but at, at some point, do you just want to scream when 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 you're dealing with some of the the variables that you just got through dealing with? Well, I'll give you I'll give you an example, and it's a real example. And people may say, I mean, you can pick whichever side of the fence you want to be on. And I'm not opposed to players getting paid. That's 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 fine. Uh, but they're I'm not sure where the lines are. And so you go into home, and you know the mom tells you, Coach, we love you. We've been up there 15 times. You know everybody in the family's name. We trust you. We know we're going to get developed there. We know we're going to have a chance to become a first round draft pick. We know we got to have a chance to win a national championship. But you guys aren't in the ballpark in terms of the the the, the money. Well, we as coaches, we can't be involved in that per NCAA rules. And I know people say, well, the NCAA, the NCAA. Well, 
Paul, the NCAA is the college presidents and the college universities. That's who the NCAA is. So at some point in time, we got to get all those real smart people together and, and figure out where the guardrails are to make it at least fair. Uh, you probably have noticed this week, I know you've been busy with family, that your alma mater has been in the headlines uh, saying some pretty strong things about the NCAA. Uh, I mean, do you, do you see this whole system coming apart? Because it doesn't seem like, from an enforcement standpoint, they have much leg to stand on anymore. Well, I think you just said it. I mean, I, 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 if you look at the track record over the last couple of years and the lawsuits and those kind of things, uh, I, I don't know, and I can say this now, I couldn't have said it two months ago, I don't know what role the NCAA has. Uh, I really don't as a coach. Now, I'm not an administrator. I'm not somebody smart enough to figure it all out. But just as a boots-on-the-ground soldier, um, it, it – it doesn't seem to have any effect anymore. But again, that the NCAA is college administrators. They run the NCAA. That's who the NCAA is. So we need to get it figured out pretty quick. Coach, before you go, and I'd like to continue some other time, uh, you, you came back into coaching this year because Nick Saban asked you to. Um, it, coaches always have a difficult time walking away. Uh, for yourself and even for for your former boss, uh, what what are the difficulties of, of 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 moving away from what you have spent your entire life participating in? Yes, 40, 40 plus years, Paul, and and uh, it, uh, it it's I've, there's been some tremendous lows. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, there's been some tremendous highs, and and I've been blessed in my coaching career to be at some phenomenal places and coach for several Hall of Famers, uh, which was unbelievable. But in terms of just walking away, I, I knew it was time. The thing that I'm going to miss the most and really already do miss are the players, you know, uh, being around the players and, and that, you know, helping them develop and, and, and grow. Uh, you just miss the interaction with the players, the being, a, being a part of the team. I mean, I've heard uh, I've heard Coach Saban say the same thing, and, and I realize uh, he's been busy, uh, got a few homes, as you know. Uh, do you think that will be an issue for him as well? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to speak for Coach. Uh, obviously, he's he's, he's uh, he can speak for himself very well, but you know, I, I'm sure he'll experience the same thing. I'm sure he will. I mean, most coaches, most of us that have done it for a long time. Uh, that's that's what they miss being part of a team and, and coaching the players. Was that the same for Coach Majors? I know you 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 stayed close to him till the end. It was it was, and, and we talked to him. I talked to him uh, not too long before he passed away, and it was it was still it, when he would talk to me, and I was still coaching. That's what he wanted to talk about. It was about the players and how we had what kind of depth we had, and all the things that developing players and even sometimes talk about scheme and and so you know it was you missed that part of it well uh we we hope to continue this conversation uh kevin Steele, uh enjoy your time with the family it was it's hard to believe a month ago at this very moment the rose bowl game uh that, you, that was your final game and coach saban's final game was in the first quarter i mean it's just amazing how little time has passed wow i did not realize that uh but uh 
it seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> and uh, very disappointed we lost that game. I thought we had a chance to, to win it all. Well, you came close, but uh, you, you did win the SEC championship. You derailed uh, Georgia, which very few people expected. And uh, it still wasn't a bad way to go out uh, in the sun uh, in, in Pasadena. Coach, uh, enjoy your time and uh, look forward to chatting again very soon. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Kevin Steele, one of the absolute best who's ever done it. Uh, and uh, just such insight. And uh, we appreciate him uh, talking to us today just a month after his final game at Alabama. We'll take a short break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, in full candor, uh, we went so long with uh, Kevin Steele that we, uh, we say hello to say we're coming right back. Uh, that, that was bad management by me, but I wanted to hear what he had to say because it's the first interview that he's given. So uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 